This is Flashpoint, and I'm Cherry Gregg. We here at KYW are all about community. Musicians are often stereotyped as being self-absorbed and far from business-minded. Well, the nonprofit Project 440 is here to dispel those long-held misconceptions. It's training young musicians in the ways of entrepreneurship and civic involvement. Here to tell us about preparing the musically inclined for life and a long-lasting impact is Executive Director Joseph Conyers and supporter Ken Hutchins. Gentlemen, welcome to Flashpoint. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah, so explain first, like lay the foundation, what problem was Project 440 seeking to solve? Sure. So musicians are, as you said, sometimes stereotyped as not knowing uh, what to do or how to deal with business. We're artsy folks. We're kind of heads in the clouds. But um, actually, because we are musicians, we're some of the most kind of innovative and creative folks out there. So how can we channel that energy, particularly in young people, to put them in the right direction so they can actually have a, an organized way of how they can make their life and think about entrepreneurship and think about service? So when I talk about my organization, Project for 40, I actually like to say that we are a music organization that doesn't teach music. Mm. Instead, we use music as a tool to teach entrepreneurship, leadership, and service. And we've developed an entire curriculum on providing those skills for young people, whether or not these young musicians want to become professional musicians or not. Wow. So all you have to do is is play an instrument or be a, be a musician, even if that's not your, your ultimate goal. You could be like, okay, I play trumpet, but I ultimately want to be in the tech world. No, that's absolutely correct. Music is the lens for the students to then learn about these under, other wonderful life skills that they could use uh, whatever profession they choose. And I left out the fact that you are a member of the Philadelphia Orchestra. Yes. Like, like, let's just jump on that right there uh, because in you, you're you not from Philadelphia, but not you came here and then you immediately got the work. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work to be done. I mean, Philadelphia is a, a fantastic city. I love the way the city embraces the arts, but there are a lot of possibilities and places where help was needed. And the school system was one of them. I mean, when I came the school system was how really long have struggling. You been here? Yeah. I came back to Philadelphia in 2010. I studied okay. here. I went to the Curtis Institute of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, left in 05 for my first job in Michigan. Then I was in back in Georgia. Came back in Philly in 2010. There were some serious cuts, uh, music being one of them. Yes. And I just wanted to figure out a way how can I be of service to these students in need. And as I got more involved, I realized it wasn't just about like teaching the kids how to play. It's actually these kids need life skills. Learn how to build agency within themselves. Get have the power to take take on issues that some folks might otherwise say, "Oh, well, you're too young for that." No. How can we empower young people to have a voice and uh, really lead change in their communities? And then your work in the orchestra kind of led you to lots of supporters. It seems well, like. <laughs> and so, Ken, you've been watching and being a part of this. So I've watched a couple of kids. They were kind of tentative. They were kind of awkward, just like high school students are. But I've watched them attend sessions, whether it was a conducting workshop or start to come out into the community. These folks put together as seniors in high school a center city chamber orchestra, put an organizational structure in place, you know, management, assistant conductor. They put together a program, rented the space, and are ready to do another one as they come back from college on their fall break. And it is just so transformative to see these kids as being kind of a tentative high schoolers, prepare themselves for college, 
get ready and go off to college. And now saw a few of them as they came back for Thanksgiving and look forward to seeing some more during the Christmas break time. And so you guys use real world projects. Y'all make them do the work. Oh, like, yeah. You, this, this, is, is not, this, this is not a game. <laughs> like, this is not a game. It is right. not a game. Right? You can play music, but this is it's not a game. Right. But yeah. you can use yeah. your music or you can use your gift. That's what's most important. Whatever that gift is. Use your music or use your gift to have influence and change the world to make it a better place. So all the programs we offer to the students of the district are free of charge. Uh, not only that, but they're actually paid. That's right, paid to be in our, our, our programs. What? And we, <laughs> and we do that because um, we want to – it's an equity issue. We don't want students who might normally be working a job after school – to, to then have to say, I can't participate in this program because I've got to bring income for the family. So we'll say, well, we'll we will provide your income, and you will learn a lot of wonderful uh, uh, skills at the same time. So we have two main programs. One is called Instruments for Success. Instruments for Success is a college and career course. It's 10 weeks long. It meets at PSTV. This is the after-school course for high school students using music as a lens to look at how you can apply for colleges, how even if you are not going to major in music, your instrument might get you a scholarship for school, which a lot of students don't realize. We have speakers who come and speak to the students. Some are professional musicians, but some are not um, uh, musicians who come and speak to the students about uh, how music played a role in their life to find a success. So that's Instruments for Success, and we'll be open registration for that course again in January because that's a 10-week course. The longer course and much more substantive course is called Doing Good. Doing Good is a 30-week program. 30 weeks. 30 weeks. Uh, That's long a- enough to get a habit going on <laughs> and everything. 30 weeks. It's a commitment. But as you said, we pay the students and we pay them well. They get $1,000 for being in that course. Woo! Yes, we aren't, we aren't messing around. Mm-hmm. Not only do they get $1,000, but when they learn about how they can use their, their, um, their skills to help their community in project management and building a budget and looking how do you see a community and, and uh, identify the needs of that community. We then give them seed money to actually implement their projects that they come up with in their community. So the idea is that our students are learning to pay it forward. We love the idea that Project 40 is that we're creating a ripple effect. How do we inspire others to give so that they ins- inspire others to give and they inspire others to give? Because to me, that is what our world and our country is supposed to be about. One of the programs even got um, nonprofit status under Fractured Atlas are raising funds so they can do more of their programming in schools across Philadelphia. These are high school students working with middle school students. I'm going to give them a little plug. They're Generation Music. Their hope is to identify um, or help, how can I say, help young people of color know that the classical music industry is something that they could have interest in. Our program is not genre-specific, so while I'm a member of the Philadelphia Orchestra, Notice I said we use music as a tool, not just classical music. Because music, um, for all the wonderful skills that we learn in collaboration and cooperation and um, uh, that sort of thing, can be used to help kids learn about these wonderful life skills. That's beautiful. And so, Ken, I'm going to give it to you to tee up the the pitch, to give the pitch to the the folks out here (laughs) to to convince and to support the way you do. So what I found, this is such a transformative organization that you have to come out to support this. Not only financially, but when you can come out to these events and watch the lives being changed and to see that over the course of a year, this is really a fantastic organization affecting people in Philadelphia and the public school system. 
wonderful project, 440.org. Thank you so much to Ken Hutchins and to Joseph Conyers for coming on Flashpoint and talking about this issue in the news. Thanks for having us. That's it for the Flashpoint podcast. I hope you enjoyed this exclusive content. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Flashpoint Show. You can also follow me at Cherry Gregg. You can subscribe to the Flashpoint podcast for exclusive content using the Radio.com app, Apple Podcast app, or other platforms and search Flashpoint KYW. If there's an issue that makes you hot under the collar, let us know and we'll walk you through the flames. As writer, journalist, and author Sade Andrea Zabala once said, I understood myself only after I destroyed myself and only in the process of fixing myself did I know who I really was. I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Until next week, thank you for listening.